Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Lady Boy Gigi, and tonight's show is on bisexual myths. Before I get into bisexual myths, what is bisexuality? Bisexuality is when a person is attracted to members of the same sex in the opposite sex. Or in other words, a person is attracted to both men and women. I'd like to share a little bit about my life. I've considered myself as bisexual since a very early age. In fact, even when I became curious about sex, I was equally attracted to both men and women. I became very involved over time with the bisexual movement. It started with starting Binet Houston, because I didn't know many bisexuals here that were out, especially male bisexuals, when I first started Binet Houston, and I became very involved and ran the group for many years. I decided to become a little bit more active and got involved with Binet USA, and eventually served on the Binet USA Board of Directors. While I was involved with Binet USA, back in 1999, we started Celebrate Bisexuality Day. 
It started as a response to the invisibility of bisexuals. We seem to just not really be on the radar out there. People either assumed you were gay or straight, depending on the perceived gender of the person you were with. So we started Celebrate Bisexuality Day. It occurs on September 23rd of each year, and it's celebrated all over the world. In fact, if you're interested, go to Binet USA's website and check out the Celebrate Bisexuality Day, and some they usually list some of the events going on worldwide. But enough of my history. I want to get into some of the bisexual myths. And the first one is sitting on the fence. Bisexuals are just sitting on the fence. It's like we can't make up our mind. And I can tell you, I have made up my mind. I like both. <laughs> and I know many bisexuals that have experienced the bisexual lifestyle their entire lives. And they aren't sitting on the fence either. Now, it's true that some people may be exploring their sexuality and kind of wanting to explore the homosexual side of themselves. And then they discover, oh, yes, I am homosexual. Other people, they explore it and they think, oh, maybe I'm more straight. And then there's others that are totally bisexual. But they may not be equally attracted to both men and women. They may be attracted more to men, but enjoy the company of a woman from time to time. So we're not just sitting on the fence. It brings us to another myth that bisexuality doesn't exist, or at least it doesn't exist in males. The New York Times ran an article at one point a few years ago stating that bisexuality doesn't exist in males, and they had this research study that proved it, supposedly. Well, when we looked at the research methodology, there's a lot of flaws with the research. They put sensors on males' penises and gave them heterosexual porn to look at, and then gay porn, and then measured their response and their arousal. First of all, it was a very small sample size. I don't remember the exactly, but I think it was like 20 people were studied. Maybe more, maybe as many as 50, but it was a very small sample size. I don't know what porn they were looking at, but, you know, it may have been that all the homoerotic porn was really not very good porn. <laughs> and it may be that some of the people didn't really get that turned on to porn, especially homosexual porn. I know I'm not real big into porn. For me, it's kind of like a prick tease. It's like, I'd rather be doing it than just looking at pictures. <laughs> the whole idea that porn can measure your sexual orientation is kind of a bad assumption to begin with. I've known many male bisexuals that have been practicing bisexual lifestyle all their lives, some of them for many, many years. So bisexuality does exist in both men and women. Then there's the myth that 
bisexuals have heterosexual privilege. Like they can get married to a woman if they're male or to a man if they're a woman and enjoy the privilege of the heterosexual lifestyle even though they're bisexual. I know for me, I've been very out as a bisexual most of my life. I came out to some friends early on and by the end of my 20s, I was pretty much out to everybody except my family. It wasn't until my 30s that I came out to my family. I've gone through, you know, I've gotten flack from both the straight community and the gay community for being bisexual. There was no privilege. I was kind of frowned upon and looked down upon for being out as a bisexual. So there definitely wasn't any privilege to it. I've known many bisexuals that have run into this bias on both the heterosexual front and the homosexual front. It exists. And unfortunately, bisexuals are kind of looked down upon. And that kind of brings us to the next myth. I've heard many, both the gay and straight world, that say they won't date a bisexual because they may leave me for someone else. I've known of a guy that he thought, oh, if I dated a bisexual, they'd just leave me for a woman. And I'm, my wife, who's bisexual, she's known women that go, oh, I wouldn't date a bisexual woman. She might dump me for a man. And basically, just because you're bisexual doesn't mean you're going to dump someone. It may be that there's a problem in the relationship. There's many reasons why people break up. And it rarely has to do with your sexual orientation. It's more because the relationship's not working. Relationships are very complex and have many different dynamics. And there may be many factors involved that cause the breakup. I doubt very seriously that very many breakups have occurred just over the issue of one of the people is bisexual. And that kind of brings us to the next myth. There's this myth that all bisexuals are polyamorous, that they want to screw around with everybody and anybody. Just because you're bisexual doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be polyamorous. In fact, I know a lot of bisexuals who live a very monogamous lifestyle. They are very faithful with their one partner, and I kind of think this gets into the definition of bisexuality. Often, we think if a person identifies as bisexual, then they have to be sexually active with both men and women. And it's not about who you're sexually active with. It's who you're sexually attracted to. I think a good example is that if a guy is married to a woman and in a monogamous relationship, it doesn't mean that he's not still going to be attracted to other women out there. In fact, it's very common to see someone that looks beautiful and be attracted to them. It doesn't mean you're going to go out and have sex with them. 
The same applies for bisexuals. It's not that we're going to go and have sex with everybody. We are just like everybody else. We can be very monogamous if we choose to be. Now, I happen to be polyamorous, but that's not because I'm bisexual. That's a relationship style choice, and that works for me. For other people, they like and practice monogamy because that works well for them. The next myth is that bisexuals can't make up their mind. They should decide if they want to be with a man or a woman. They should decide if they want to be gay or straight. What's wrong with these bisexuals? I mean, can't they just figure it out and make up their mind which they want? Well, that's part of the mystery of sexual orientation. What is it that attracts us to another person? There's so many forces at work, and it's not so simple always. And it's not like I'm attracted to all men and all women. You have a straight person, a straight male, they wouldn't be attracted to all women. They're attracted to many women, maybe, but not all women. Sexual attraction is a very powerful force. And it's a very primal force in us. It's not like I can sit down and go, oh, I'm going to only be attracted to men, or I'm going to only be attracted to women. It doesn't quite work that way. It's not something we just decide. It's something that's in our nature. It's a force of love and what turns us on sexually. Another myth that comes up is that bisexuals tend to avoid GLBT politics. They don't want to be standing out there and marching and doing the things to help bring equality and equal rights to the gay and lesbian movement or to the GLBT movement. GLBT stands for gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered. And so a lot of communities, gay and lesbian and sometimes transgendered, say, oh, bisexuals try to avoid the GLBT politics and don't get involved for our rights. Well, actually, the opposite is true. I know many bisexuals very involved in Binet USA and other bisexual organizations that are out in the front lines fighting for Equal rights for all. Another myth that seems to be very prevalent is that bisexuals spread STDs. It's so prevalent that the American Red Cross will not accept a blood donation from someone who identifies as bisexual. The truth of the matter is, is that bisexuals, homosexuals, and heterosexuals can contract an STD. And STDs are caused not because of your sexual orientation, but because you're not practicing safer sex. So it's not about whether you're bisexual or not. Bisexuals don't spread STDs. People spread STDs. People who do not practice safe sex. The next myth is that bisexuals go after anything that moves. In fact, for a while... 
in the bisexual movement, there is a magazine called Anything That Moves, a bisexual magazine that made kind of fun of that myth that will go after anything that moves. But actually, all the bisexuals I've ever known that do have discriminating taste and very specific taste on who they are attracted to. And while it's true there are some individuals that really go after anything that moves, that can occur in any community, gay, straight, or bisexual. I've known people that are very much into sex and have a very high sex drive, and they just love the sex. And that doesn't have anything to do with your sexual orientation. It has to do with your sex drive. So it's not true that all bisexuals go after anything that moves. (laughs) There's another myth that bisexuality is a fashionable lifestyle. And I can tell you from my own experience, but I think many people have had similar experiences as I have, that bisexual lifestyle is anything but fashionable in most circles. I've been discriminated in the straight community as well as the gay community for being bisexual. Another myth is that bisexuals are not loyal. And I think this gets back to the monogamy polyamory issue. I've known of bisexuals that are in both monogamous relationships and in polyfidelitous relationships where they're very loyal and very exclusive with their partner or partners. Another myth that comes up is that bisexuals are selfish and greedy. They want it all. (laughs) They want their cake and eat it too, so to speak. From my perspective, I have times when I'm very much in need of that male energy and other times when I'm in need of the feminine energy. It's not about being selfish or greedy. It's about fulfilling my needs as a human being. And I'd like to kind of break down sexual orientation for a minute. What is it that attracts us to one person or maybe to several people throughout our lifetime? There's this deep need for us to connect with one another. And we do have a very deep need for sex and sexual expression between other people and ourselves. Sometimes it can be just one person for our entire life. But there is that need. For some of us, the need is a little different. It's not just for being with a woman or being with a man. Sometimes we need a mixture to have that masculine energy at one point in our lives or the feminine energy. And like I said earlier, It's not about who we have sex with. It's about who we're attracted to that defines us as bisexual, straight, or gay. Being selfish and greedy, well, no, I'm very open to helping others and giving 
and sharing and being a part of a community. I'm anything but selfish and greedy. And most bisexuals I've known have been very open and sharing and anything but selfish and greedy. To be bisexual, one has to be with both a man and a woman at the same time. If someone is only with a man or a woman, they must be gay or straight. And that's often a misnomer. Just because I'm with my female partner at one time, people will assume, oh, Gigi is straight. When I'm with a boyfriend, they think, oh, Gigi is gay. Unless I'm with both of them at the same time, showing affection and showing my love for both of them by kissing or holding hands, rarely does someone assume, oh, Gigi's bisexual. And even I have been taught through social conditioning to assume that someone's either gay or straight depending on the perceived gender of the people showing affection to each other. So in many ways, to be bisexual, you can be a total virgin and be bisexual. It's who you're attracted to, who you get turned on by that makes you bisexual or gay or straight. It has little or nothing to do who you're sexually active with. I mean, that plays a small part in it, but it, the real key word is about attraction. Who turns you on? And that's something that's just in our nature. It's not something we can say, oh, I'm going to get turned on by a man tonight, or I'm going to be turned on by a woman tonight. It's not a logical equation. It doesn't work that way. Another myth is that bisexuals are highly visible and flaunt their bisexuality. And I think, as I said in the last myth, that's just the opposite is true. Rarely is bisexuality really out there in your face, so to speak. Usually it's because someone says, oh, I'm a bisexual and self-identify, that you would even know that someone's bisexual. Bisexuality is probably the most invisible sexual orientation. It's rare that you see three ways. It's rare you see a person with a man and a woman at the same time making romantic gestures with each other. It's usually, we tend to be couple-oriented in our culture. Now, I have had both boyfriends and girlfriends and I've even had some boyfriends and girlfriends where we've had three ways, and that has been amazing. But usually when we have our three ways, that's in the privacy of our own home. During Pride Week one year, I had my boyfriend and my girlfriend sit with me on the corner of a major intersection here in Houston, and we did a three-way kiss. And, I mean, full-on French kissing, just to kind of be out and visible as bisexuals. And all three of us identified as bisexual. Another myth that comes up is that bisexuals are perverts. Well, 
perversion is a whole different cup of tea. That has little to do with sexual orientation. You can be perverted and straight. You can be perverted and gay. Perverts come in all shapes, sizes, and flavors. And just because you're bisexual doesn't necessarily mean you're a pervert. And just because you're a pervert doesn't mean you're bisexual. It's kind of one of those misnomers. <laughs> Another myth that's very prevalent is that bisexuality is a 50-50% attraction to both men and women. In other words, if you're bisexual, you're equally attracted to both men and women. And that's simply not true. In fact, Fritz Klein came up with the Klein Sexual Orientation Grid, and it it's a much better indicator of sexual orientation than the Kinsey scale. It measures sexual orientation on many different parameters and levels, not just romantic love, but on social and intellectual and many different dimensions. And one of the things they found is that bisexuality can be a 90-10% split, you know, you're 90% attracted to women and 10% attracted to men, or it could be 80-20 or 60-40. In fact, it's fairly rare that you find bisexuals that are 50-50. I'm one of the rare ones, so I do am attracted to both men and women fairly equally. But Mostly it's a spectrum. Bisexuality can be 90% attracted to men, 10% attracted to a woman. And so the truth is, is that bisexuality is a little bit more complex than people think. Another myth out there is that bisexuals have a high sex drive and are sex addicts. I've known bisexuals that have very low sex drives. Just because you identify as bisexual doesn't have anything to do with your sex drive. I've known gays and straights that had high sex drives, and I've known people that are sex addicts, if you believe in the notion. I really don't. I think sex addiction is a little bit of a misnomer, but that's a topic for another show. But I do want to say this about it. When you get into sex a whole lot and you do have a se high sex drive, that has little to do with your sexual orientation and more to do with hormones and, and how your body works and also your mood and many different parameters. It has little to do with sexual orientation. Another myth I've come across is that bisexuals are mentally unstable. I think that came out of the myth that bisexuals have trouble making up their mind. They seem kind of wishy-washy at the surface, but they aren't. I've made up my mind long ago. I like both men and women. It's not something that I decided one day. It's just what I'm attracted to. 
And so it can kind of give that illusion that we are mentally unstable, that we can't figure out what we want, but actually we very much do. I think one thing that happens is that people assume that because you want to be with both a man and a woman, maybe at the same time, maybe at different times, that you haven't made a choice, that you're kind of undecided, like you're shopping around. But like I say, for me, I've been very attracted to both men and women, and I like the masculine and the feminine energy, depending on the partner I'm with. And both are very amazing experiences. There's a myth that bisexual men are too effeminate and bisexual women are too butch. And basically, I've known very masculine bisexual males and very feminine bisexual women. Being effeminate or being butch isn't have anything to do with sexual orientation. It has more to do with gender identity. Another myth I've come across is that all bisexuals want is sex and to put notches in their bedposts. I know I've always had a fairly high sex drive. I don't just go out and indiscriminately screw everybody and I'm not out just to have lots and lots of sex with lots and lots of people. It's more about, I do have a high sex drive, but I'm very discriminating on who I want to have sex with. And I reserve that time for people that I feel a deep attraction to. And there has to be the chemistry. And it, for me, it's not about putting notches in a bedpost. I think for a lot of bisexuals, the same holds true. It's not that all we want is sex. What does having wanting sex have to do with choice of partners? We all want sex to some degree or another. We're not here just to put notches in our bedposts, but to experience those yummy sexual experiences. <laughs> I mean... Let's face it, sex just feels so good. It brings out all those yummy, delicious feelings in our bodies when we engage in sex. Another myth that comes up is that bisexuality is out to destroy the sanctity of marriage and the sanctity of relationships. And I think part of that myth is kind of tied up with the whole myth of bisexuals are polyamorous. They want to, or that bisexuals want to have sex with anything that moves. That somehow bisexuals tend to put down the whole notion of relationships and don't take relationships seriously. And I found in the bisexual community the opposite is true. Many bisexuals that I've known value the relationships that they have, probably even more so because as an out bisexual, relationships are very important to us. We don't get as many relationships because of some of the prejudice out there. 
fact, I've known some gay men and some straight men that basically didn't want to have anything to do with me because I was bisexual. And so I have a higher value of the friendships and relationships and even the romantic relationships. I even once had a woman that I was dating and early on we had started dating and one night I thought I should come out as bisexual and so I did and she took me upstairs she had sex with me and then she broke up with me and she says oh I don't want to date a bisexual <laughs> and it was just the prejudice of me being bisexual for some reason she had wanted nothing to do with dating a bisexual in my relationship with my current partners, I've been with my wife for, oh, over 25 years, and I've been with a boyfriend probably 35, 40 years now. I mean, those are some pretty long-term committed relationships, and I value them both. And it's not about destroying the sanctity of marriage or relationships. It's about preserving them and enjoying the relationships and valuing the relationships. Bisexuality threatens all that gays and lesbians have accomplished in the gay rights movement. This myth can be especially damaging because I've seen some of the progress that bisexuals have made in the bisexual movement. We've been out there fighting for just as hard for all human rights, not just gay rights, trans rights, intersex rights. We're all about human rights. And so I think that instead of threatening the accomplishments of the gay and lesbian movement, we've been out there helping support it in many different ways. I know Binet USA does amazing work to help not just the bisexual movement, but the movement for equal rights for all. Bisexuality is not a true sexual orientation. It is just a phase in becoming a homosexual. Well, darling, if it's just a phase, I've been stuck in it all my life. <laughs> and I've known many bisexuals in the same position. It is a true sexual orientation. I've always been equally attracted. As, even as a little kid, I was attracted to both males and females. All my life, it's, I love the boy jiggles, the girl jiggles. They're both different. I remember in high school and PE, I loved watching both the boys and the girls run track. I mean, the body in motion is just sexy and gorgeous. And I like all the little wiggly parts. <laughs> so for me, bisexuality isn't just a phase. I've always found an attraction in both beautiful men and in beautiful women. The next myth is that bisexuals can't decide if they are a man or a woman. And I've come across this. There tends to be 
a lot of confusion between sexual orientation and sexual identity. I think that's part of what feeds into the myth that bisexual men are too effeminate and bisexual women are too butch. And I've even seen in the gay community where there's some gay men that are very effeminate and they tend to stand out. They get very flamboyant and really shine out in the world because they are so different. And so when there are a few bisexuals that are like that, not all bisexuals are confused. In fact, very few of us are confused. And we all have a very distinct and different spectrum on the sex continuum. In fact, within the bisexual movement, a lot of us are into gender bending. We're into gender expression. And even my wife, from time to time, likes to bring out the more masculine side of herself. We become more gender fluid and experimentation and like to play around with some of the social norms of what it is to be a man or a woman, what roles we're supposed to play. It's not that we can't decide if we're a man or a woman, or that there's confusion about our sex and what we are. It's that we like to play with it. And it can be an amazing thing to kind of explore the other side of our nature. And what is it to be a man? What is it to be a woman? I mean, is it, are those really that fixed? And are we all that different from each other? I do think there is some masculine energy in a lot of men, and some women have very strong masculine energy. The opposite is true, too. I've known women that can be very masculine and very feminine. Others can be very feminine. So it's not about sexual orientation that we can't decide if they're, we're masculine or feminine. It's like often we like to kind of play with the roles and explore the different roles. The next myth is that bisexuals are wishy-washy and have no backbone. I know that I've seen some of the courage within the bisexual community to stand up in the face of diversity and to stand up and say, yes, I'm bisexual, even though going in we know that there is a lot of bias out in the world, in the whole world. And bisexuality is probably the most misunderstood sexual orientation of all. And I think it's kind of comes down to this whole notion of, you know, we do live in a sex-negative culture. And in this sex-negative culture, our culturation is kind of slanted towards monogamy and being with only one partner and it wasn't too long ago the partners had to be heterosexual and so making strides and having the courage to face and 
say, hey, I'm bisexual, I'm here, I'm queer, and I'm okay, I'm good, I'm awesome. <laughs> and stand up and say, hey, this is the world we live in. Let's be more open and affirming of all people. And I'd kind of like to raise the question, why would anyone come out as bisexual? Why would anyone choose to be bisexual if we had a choice to be? It's not really a choice. It's like I've known many gay men that they didn't just one day wake up and go, oh, I'm going to be gay. It's not something we decide. Who we're attracted to, who turns us on sexually, that's something very mysterious. There's still no answer in Sec what causes sexual orientation. I think science has definitely identified that it's not something you can use psychology and change a person's sexual orientation. It's pretty much fixed. It can change over time in some people, but it's pretty much a fixed thing in the sense that we don't just wake up one day and decide, oh, I'm going to be gay or I'm going to be straight or I'm going to be bisexual. It's what we are. It's how we identify. It's who we're attracted to. I know for me, I came out as bisexual because I wanted to be honest in who and what I am. I didn't want to live with this secret. I didn't want to live as somebody that was different and hidden and hiding a part, big part of my who I am, I wanted to be out and open and celebrated for who and what I am, not as something different or bad. And it takes courage to come out as bisexual. I knew that when I came out to some of my friends back in the day, there was a lot of prejudice, and some of the friends never spoke to me again. So it took courage, and I did it with as much grace and tact as I could, and I gave them the opportunity to reach out back to me if they ever decided that they wanted to be friends again. But I think the answer to why would anyone come out as bisexual is because it is part of our nature as bisexuals to be bisexual. It's not something we can just will away or change. I'm attracted to both men and women. And I don't want to keep that a secret. I don't want to carry the weight of a secret. And I want to be celebrated as the beautiful, wonderful person I am. And all my different flavors. <laughs> Within the bisexual community, there is such a wonderful diversity if we just open our minds and our hearts. I've seen some of the most amazing people in the bi community. I know now we call it the bi plus community because it's not just about sexual orientation. It's also about being gender fluid sometimes. Sometimes it's being bisexual in different ways. And I think there are different types of bisexuality, or at least different flavors of it. I've known some bisexuals who say, 
oh, I don't care what's between the legs. I'm attracted to people. I'm attracted to the person, not what their sex. And then there's others like me. I'm attracted to the person, but I'm also attracted to what's down there. <laughs> and then there's people that are into the androgynous people that are attracted to someone that's more androgynous. It's hard to tell if they're man or woman. I know I tend to have that flavor going pretty strong in my life. I tend to be attracted to men that are a little bit effeminate and women that are a little bit more masculine. And I'm also attracted to some of the more masculine men and effeminate women. It's really an amazing diversity within the bisexual community. And it's a beautiful community. And I've noticed that at the bi conferences I've gone to and some many of the bisexuals I've come to know over my lifetime, there is this kind of connection we make. We've all been through it as bisexuals, and it's a very difficult road and path to be out as bisexual. I've known a lot of closeted bisexuals that stay in the closet, and that has its own price tag. I mean, there's a heavy weight of keeping a secret, I think. It kind of works against us. But for some people, it works for them. They have to be because of job or because of their standing in the community, out in the world, and they have to identify as straight. To identify as bisexual could ruin their family life, could ruin their job, get them fired. And so there's many reasons why someone has to be in the closet. But being in the closet doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be 100% secret. That's one of the things I learned when I was not totally out, was that I could come out to some few trusted friends. And when I did, and they stayed friends and we kept in touch. It was a, deepened our relationship. I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about the Bi Plus community. I've known Bi activists, and it's amazing some of the stories they've told and some of the strides they've made. It's been a beautiful journey, and I can tell you, the first time I went to a bisexual conference, I felt like I finally found home. I found kindred spirits and just felt this connection that went so deep within me. It was like I'd found my place. If you are in the closet and you are bisexual, you have bisexual feelings, get in touch with the bi community. Go to a bisexual conference. Connect. Learn and discover for yourself how much power there is in the bi plus community. It can be very supporting and an amazing experience. I know it gave me so much 
pride and joy and belief in myself to meet other bisexuals. When I first came out, I didn't even know anybody else that identified as bisexual for a couple of years. I felt like I was kind of alone. I didn't even have the word bisexual until I came across the some books on, about it. Then I realized, oh, that's what I am. I'm bisexual. <laughs> and for many years, I did feel alone and kind of isolated. And that's part of why I started Celebrate Bisexuality Day was to help break that isolation, to break the invisibility of bisexuality, that we are here. And we're here in bigger numbers than one might think. And I'd like to end the show tonight with one of the things we did when we did the Pride Parade float with the fence. We threw out the bisexual candy of choice. Mounds and almond joy because sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates.